everybody, how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know who this is. This is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, the podcast bringing the best emerging rock and metal bands and artists to rock and metal fans. You guys to say, hey, I got into that band before they got big. Bragging rights. Yeah. And also bringing you the best stories from the best bands in the scene today for you to just say, I don't do that. That's pretty cool. Welcome to the show, everybody. Once again, it is February 7th, and this one is more than exciting. I cannot wait for it because we have Tom Kylie from Page 67 back on the podcast. And if anyone gets the whole entire idea of gratitude, thanking everybody, and connecting with people to create a great band experience, it's Mr. Tom Kylie. I mean, this book, The Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk, they embody every bit of this, and their success is showing in it. Before we jump in the podcast, I want to thank our sponsor, though. This one is Phoenix Fitness, once again. So, Yes, we are getting back into the swing of things, especially with concerts beginning once again, following the new year, and you want to make sure you're going to be mosh pit fit for these shows, so at least I do, because when I think about it, I love going to concerts, it's one of my favorite things to do outside of the podcast, I love going into mosh pits, I'm one of those guys that will jump in there from the first band to the last band and not leave, in order to be able to do that, I need to make sure I'm hitting my fitness goals, so I got to go hit the gym consistently, lift, cardio, everything about there i got to make sure that i am perfectly capable to be mosh pit fit but one of the other aspects you have to do in order to do that is make sure you're preparing right and recovering right pre and post workout so that your body can continue to do this stuff over time so that it's recovering right repairing itself correctly and becoming the best it can possibly to reach your fitness goals or be mosh pit fit if you're like me. So that's where Phoenix Fitness comes in. They have many different products to help you prepare and recover right to achieve those fitness goals. Mosh Pit Fit. Yeah, I keep saying that. They have different pre-workouts, both stim and stim-free stuff. I use the stim-free stuff because I've got more enough energy as is. I record this episode at five in the morning, okay? And this is the energy I have going into it. You're not going to miss out on that. I also have different B-cell recovery compounds to help you absorb all the nutrients post-workout, creatine to help you build muscle, different types of protein, collagen protein, plant-based protein, whey-based protein. I use their whey stuff, chocolate malt flavor because you need the muscles. Yeah, got to repair them and be mosh pit fit. Different types of multivitamins, literally anything you might need to achieve your fitness goals. That's where Phoenix Fitness comes in and they have it for you. So our listeners, to help you guys get mosh pit fit, can get 20% off using the code CPP20 at fnxfit.com. Link trips to the podcast. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Now time for our feature presentation. Oh man, you can't wait for this one because the best band on the internet is here with us today. Are you ready? Let's go! Well, 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 ladies and boys and girls, listeners of the Court Progression Podcast. This is this band's second time on the podcast, and they are what I would like to call probably the internet's favorite metalcore band of all time. They had an insane 2022, which included the release of their debut album, Wishful Thinking. And the guy we're talking to ended up getting married and came over to the U.S. and somehow played a show over here in the U.S. with a band called Saving Vice, which was absolutely astounding when I saw it online. Going into 2023, this band's ready to become even bigger with them coming over to the U.S. to actually play for the first time at Blue Ridge Rock Fest and so much more. This band's growth has been insane, so I can't wait to go and talk all about it. So please, welcome all the way from Australia, Tom from Patient 67 back to the podcast. So Tom, welcome back, my friend. Hey, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be part of the chord progression pod once again thanks for the lovely intro oh you are very welcome it's always good to have you on and again just seeing the growth you guys have been on it's insane so how has life been treating you man i mean 2022 was insane 
Yeah, I think Kevin, it's been it's definitely been a busy sort of twelve months. You know, I, I guess busy eighteen months, and um, you know, it's uh, it's always good to look back and you know be kind of happy and and proud of what's occurred. But yeah, just just busy, you know, trying to stay in the moment and and uh, you know get ready for what's to come. I mean, saying the moment is a good way to describe it too. Just seeing all the stuff that's gone on, everything that's happened with the band, and just the consistency that not only the band but you specifically have worked with, you know, continuing to promote you guys online, continues to be your guys themselves to the point where I'm seeing constantly just Patient 67 everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even Reddit. Because I've seen you post on Reddit too a couple times with a metalcore thread. Every time you post on there, it is nothing but pure love from that subreddit just every time you post something. It's incredible. I think uh, Reddit's a good example. You know, it's – it's a community of people who, who who love music, just like you know we love music, and I just try to talk to people from the heart. You know, like this is this is us, and you know we don't. There's nothing kind of fancy about what we're doing, but we're just you know trying to reach the right people, and um, you know, obviously we've we've found that kind of you know through our connections we've made with people online. So really fortunate and 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 happy. Oh, I mean, the connection that's been made online has been insane. I think I even saw this yesterday. I forgot who posted it. It was something about. What bands do you guys follow that you might not necessarily fully listen to? And a bunch of the comments were like, at first I thought this Patient 67 was a meme page and I found out they were an actual <laughs> band. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. I'm not going to, and I'm not going to blame people. You know, there's a lot of, I mean, I guess we don't try, I guess, how do I say this? We don't just put up, you know, the music as the forefront of kind of who we are and what we do. Obviously, the music is like who we are, but I think when people are kind of discovering, you know, us and our, our music, you know, we kind of want to, yeah, put the breadcrumbs down. And if they kind of like what they, they see, then we, you know, we welcome them with open arms. So, yeah, I think I think it's just about not being too pushy and then, you know, letting people discover it on their own. So it's great. I mean, you guys absolutely hit on that, too, because I still remember just discovering the band for the first time. It was through just all the crazy stuff you guys have been putting on the Internet. It's like, oh, this is funny. This yeah. is kind of cool. And then, wait, this is an actual band. I This is a uh, little interesting. Oh, my <laughs> God. And then. It's just the music stands for itself on top of that as well with Wishful Thinking coming out again back in July, yeah. seeing the love that it got from a lot of different places in, you know, in the metal world, seeing people like uh, Alan Harrington on Twitter constantly promote the album every time you guys post about it, it's like, holy shit, this guy absolutely, you know, Mr. Metalcore himself on Twitter, you know, pushing the album out there as well. I'm, I, I know you guys ended up starting on the 2022, like, album of the year tournament for him i know i, I think i forgot who ended up i think bad omens end up winning the tournament anyway yeah but the fact yeah. that you guys with your debut record independent end up on that bill is just it's like damn yeah i think um you know i think we're really we're really fortunate in the sense that we've we've put us put our names out there a little bit and you know we want people to give the album a, a fair chance and you know we're, we're really you know proud of what that album was for us and I think you know it's a great year. It's great year for heavy music last year. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I think I think we were up against like Northlane or something. Who were probably one of the two or three best heavy commodities out of our country. Like they're an incredible band, and you know the fact that they were in the like we were on that bracket with them. Like we knew we weren't going to win, right? But just to be even in that conversation, you know, it just just meant a lot to us. So um, yeah, really fortunate. And obviously, we we hope people who haven't had the chance to check the album out because we we know that. There's always new people that could potentially discover us and we just want to you know, be there for when they are. So, 
Absolutely. Let's dive into wishful thinking for a little bit because, again, it got released back in July of 2022. It had a lot of yeah. positive reception off of it to the point where even you guys had Wendy's tweet at you to say, <laughs> there's a bleh in the first 12 seconds, 10 out of 10. So what was it like when it came out to, you know, wishful thinking being released and you guys seeing the reception that not only the fans had had, but just other people across the internet had had around this album? I think Kevin, it was just, you know, the album was very much a labor of love for us. And, you know, we just wanted, we wanted to, we wanted it to connect with people. Um, and, you know, we, we didn't hide from the fact that, you know, we did this whole thing independently, you know, for us, that's something we wear with a, we, we wear that as a badge of honor, you know, we're not, you know, this is something we've put together ourselves. This is all us, you know, this is very much who we are as a band. And we just wanted people to, you know, have the chance to listen to it. And the fact that the reception was, you know, positive and you know we there's lots of things when we wrote that album you know that we were like we're very much evolving as a band and how we kind of want to sound but we we just knew that album would kind of be the the most i guess complete version of our band you know 10 tracks and you know we've never we've never had a full-length effort so yeah we were just really proud that people were you know people were willing to check it out at all and then those who did like it you know that's that's fantastic because shortly after that we were able to do the tour around australia and then we sort of had that you know, I guess you can definitely relate, you know, being in the, we've all gone through COVID. Then after, you know, two and a bit years of that, being able to go and play shows on the road in places we've never been, meet people, you know, that we've that we've connected with online through our music in, in person. And it kind of all just came full circle in those moments for us. You know, we're like, wow, this is really cool that we're able to do this. So the album was kind of, the, uh, you know, a vehicle to do that. So, yeah, it means a lot to us. And I know you guys wear that independent uh, band thing as a badge of honor, and understandably so. There are plenty more bands that are coming out in the scene today where they are really wearing the independent thing as a badge of honor to say, hey, we're doing this ourselves, we're putting this out ourselves, and we are clearly doing it because this is what we absolutely love to do. Of course, we want to be able to support ourselves with this, so can you please go and help us out and you know, yeah. buy an album, buy some merch or whatnot? However, it speaks to the fact that you guys are just doing this because it is purely from the love of the music and this is what you guys are passionate about. And I mean, again, it shows with how well the, the album was received by a lot of the fans. And on top of that, like you just said, you know, touring across Australia and going to different places that you had never been before, meeting people that you've only ever connected with online. It speaks to the fact that not only, you know, are you guys connecting in such a positive way with all these people and creating these positive moments, whether it's from just some crazy ass meme, whether it's from the music, whether it's just from your guys' interaction with everybody online. However, I mean, it's just also just points to the fact that, you know, people are enjoying the music. It's good and it's coming out in that labor of love. So it absolutely makes sense to the point where people are getting into this album and really connecting with it. And you're seeing the returns, especially now post-COVID, being able to go out and tour fully once again, no restrictions, and people are coming out and supporting the band in any aspect that they can. Yeah, it's, a, it's summed up really well, Kevin. I think, yeah, it's just been sort of building for the last couple of years for us. And, you know, yeah, like like I said, the album was kind of, you know, a complete kind of full circle for us in terms of being able to put something out that, you know, we were really proud of and, you know, I guess using the music, yeah, as a vehicle to connect with people. So, yeah, re really proud of it and just, you know, I think – you know, it's always been a dream of mine and a dream of the bands to release a full-length album. And, you know, we really had to, you know, it, it was hard. Like, you know, we not just from a logistical point of view, but just in terms of, you know, stepping outside that box of doing singles and an EP in, in a world, singles and EPs in a world where that stuff really kind of dominates. So, you know, it was definitely, it was definitely challenging, but worth every second. And I think, 
you know, to have a flagship release you can point people to and say, hey, like we have this album, like we think there's some great music on it. We think you'll love it. You know, that to me, that holds a special place, you know, in my heart as a musician and, and for people who want to hear our music, you know, that's definitely where I'll be pointing them. So it's great. See, that, that's an interesting point that you bring up too because we are living in a world where singles and EPs are dominating the release schedule and how people are being to release music and really focusing on it. And it's all based upon how it's being consumed, especially via streaming where people always want to be inconsistently refreshing themselves so that they're constantly in those algorithms. They're constantly on those new playlists that people are checking out. They're constantly just getting, you know, rotating through. But it's kind of a different story with you guys. Of course, I understand the point of, you know, you want to point to that flagship release as people say, hey, well, you know, I'm trying to get into page six, seven, what should I, this is our flagship release. This is wishful thinking. Go check it out. But there's a little bit of a difference with you guys from what I've picked up on. And it all is based upon your guys's kind of marketing presence, especially online with you guys, exactly who you are, how you guys are pointing to everything, how you guys are promoting yourselves, especially with all the crazy stuff you guys end up posting online and how people connect with it. Because there was so much around wishful thinking, there was so much around that release that you guys had put in there and you're continuing to still put out there. It's become more than it, it's become more than just, you know, okay, the album's out. And then after a couple of months, you know, especially when it comes to different streaming platforms, it's being kind of pulled away. No, no, no. Cause the attention is still there. The way you guys are putting it out there, the way you guys are promoting, the way you guys are still talking about it online, the attention to this album is still there after, you know, six months after it's released and will continue to be there, especially as you guys continue to kind of tour a little bit throughout Australia and then have more time to branch out at the exact same time as well. It's you guys in a unique position because your marketing and the way that you guys interact with everyone online has put you in that position and make that sure that this album continues to stay in the cultural zeitgeist of people's minds going forward. Yeah, I think, um, you know, that's, it's really nice of you to say, I think, you know, Kevin, for us, it's just about, you know, continuing to, like I said, every day, you know, just trying to stay in the moment and, and tell people about our music, you know, however we can. But we understand that, you know, we live in a world where just kind of pushing stuff on people, it's it's not it's not really the way to do it. We really just want to create a community around that music and then the music will kind of, the music's kind of like the glue that holds it all together, you know. So around that community and the great people that we, we have that support the band, you know, they, you know, we don't really shy away from, like how important that is to us and how how much we um you know how much we love those people that really believe in our band and you know like I said we want the music to kind of underpin everything and it's always going to be the most important thing but you know it, it has sort of become you know a little bit bigger in the sense that you know the people that we interact with day in day out you know kind of find like we're, we're, we're sort of part of their lives you know that that is really important to us and as we grow and as the music kind of continues to be released you know that's going to continue to be important to us you know no matter what scale you know we'll always make we'll always make the time and always make the effort to to do that and reach back out to people so yeah the album the album's great it's it's amazing that we were able to put it out and yeah as as people discover us we want them to be able to go back to that album and, and really uh you know connect with it just like we were when we were writing it and when you said the album is like, and the music is the glue that holds it all together, it is the core of what Page Six Seven is at the core. But the big thing that happens is, you know, it allows people to get further into the band and further into the community that you guys have created yeah. as well. I mean, again, people get a chance to listen to music. People get a chance to check it out. Then they check you guys out online and it's like, oh my God, there is so much more going on here. And the fact that you guys don't shy away from you know, connecting with fans, constantly talking with them online, going the extra mile that so many bands, so many creatives 
just don't do because, okay, maybe you don't have the time to do it. Maybe you're just tired. Maybe it's just not your thing. Again, I understand all of that as well, but you take a look at what has happened and how important it is to connect with people online and be genuine about it. We saw that during the pandemic and the bands and the artists and the creatives that have continued to be able to do that are the ones that are gaining a lot more traction based on the fact that people have a chance to connect with them. People have a chance to tangibly talk with their favorite artists and create and connect with people that are generally creating positive reactions to them on a day in and day out basis. It creates such a stronger community around there to the point where anytime someone thinks of the of patient 67, it's positivity all throughout. And it's all based on the experiences that you guys provide, especially in that online setting. 100% agree. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's from, from my point of view, um, Kevin music is very much a, about about the people so that's how we treat it and you know we want people to enjoy the music and we can't wait to you know continue building on what the album's done for us and yeah but it always come back to you know whether 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 it's just through listening to the music and connecting with it that way or being a part of the community you know it's all it's all great it's all great for us and you know we're we're really lucky that it's sort of become its own kind of self-sufficient thing now we can just almost stand step back and, and almost you know just look at it and go wow this thing is really just growing into something more than we could have imagined and that's you know that's really special to us so yeah really cool and and connecting with the people as well and really focusing in on that i mean there is one thing that does stand out to me about that and it i've seen you post it before it was probably a picture about maybe 10 11 years ago with you saying next to chris motionless and just seeing <laughs> again how motionless and white has connected with their fans and created that same kind of style and how you guys have kind of picked up on that and ran with it in your own way. I mean, it just speaks to the community aspect of it. It speaks to the importance that other people have in this whole entire process. And the fact that you guys do not shy away from understanding that importance, knowing that importance, and making sure people know how truly important they are to the process of Patient 67, of the community, of the band, and knowing how positive of an impact they are having on you guys absolutely mate yeah no no doubt about that and you know someone who's been a fan of music for for a long time and has loved you know bands that you know i grew up listening to some of them are still very much you know a huge part of my, my rotation of music that i love and you know um some of them are active some of them aren't but it's you know that that's always been such a special thing for me was being able to connect with the musicians and it's not about just being able to you know talk to musicians or talk to people because that's 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 fine. That's all well and good. And that's something that I think people, you know, will do at shows and will do online, but it's, it's about sort of having that, um, I guess, insight into, you know, what someone else might be going through and kind of using that to, you know, I guess, lean on and yeah, just be a part of people's lives, you know, and we do that the best way we can. And honestly, some days, some days it's tricky, you know, some days it, I, 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 you know, I, I want to take a step back and, and shut off because, you know, I need to go through my own mental process and, you know, be at my best, but, you know, whenever I'm feeling up to it, I'll always, you know, we'll, we'll always reach out and be kind of that band that people can can turn to, you know, and that's that's really important. It's probably the most important thing. Oh, absolutely, because that's one thing that, you know, again, like I said, everyone goes through that where you, you sometimes you want to take that step back because you've got other things going on in life. There's other things that you feel like, you know, mentally you need to be focused in on that. And especially when it comes to being on a creative side of things, whether it's artist, you know, musician, content creator, um, YouTuber, whatever it might be, 
there's so much that goes into there where you constantly have to be working to connect with people and you're going to end up getting to the end of the pinch where I don't want to do this. I just don't want to do this. I don't have the energy today, but it's just that understanding of, you know, how much this means to people, how much this connects to people and how much you guys have to continue to do so in order to continue to stay relevant in the zeitgeist, especially with how many different bands, how many different artists, how much new music is coming out. It's that understanding and that mindset which will end up pushing you guys the extra mile, which it continues to push you guys the extra mile. Because it seems like even when you guys, especially yourself, even when it's like, man, you know, I just don't have the energy to do this. You have like a second or third gear in there and you just take the energy to keep going and keep doing it. And it's just the tenacity and the uncompromising ability that you guys have to continue to push your guys selves out there is continuing to grow the band for you. And of course, your 1,374 basis. Yeah, well, that's right, you know, and that's 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 really the the key is just being able to, you know, sort of like I said, it's it's a day by day thing, you know. I can do this today, I can do this today, and then slowly, you know, the things kind of start to fall into place. And um, you know, when you have a great like like I've said, you know, when we have a great community around us, and we, you know, we really appreciate that, and we really try shine the light on those people as much as we can because without them, you know, the band wouldn't be what it is. And um, you know, a lot of the time we. We lean on them too. That's probably what we don't say enough. We 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 try to kind of make it clear, but you know when we when we say thank you to people and when we you know um, extend our you know gratitude, it's coming from a place of you know when we're going through the hard times and we're you know going through those struggles that every musician does, every creative does. But because we're in a in a spot where yeah, this band is very much an independent act. You know, we're not. We're not signed. We're not on a big, you know, um, but we don't, we don't have the big booking agents or, or guarantee, nothing's guaranteed for us. Just like nothing's guaranteed for a lot of, you know, smaller bands and artists or growing artists or ho- however you want to frame it, right? So when we're going back to those people and saying thank you, it really comes from a place of like, you know, where whenever we're struggling, you guys are the ones that help us because, you know, your support and your belief in us is what carries it through. And, um, you know that's that's really powerful, and that's why you know we continue to keep coming back and keep keep doing this because it's too important for us not to. And yeah, it's it's really great. And I think once you have that perspective, and you you know obviously like we're only there's only so much every day that you can do before you do get to that level of like oh man like the, there is that burnout factor, no doubt. But you figure out what works for you, and then you kind of you kind of execute it in a way that that fits in with your you know what you want to do and. Yeah, the band's become a really great vehicle for for compassion and and love. So it's really important for me. I, I think what you said there just really speaks out to the fact that when it comes down to this, you are doing all this with focus on gratitude, focus on, you know, that compromise style of thanking everybody and letting people know how important they are actually to the band. And you've created it in such a positive way when it comes to constantly connecting with people. You've created as a positive habit and you've created the framework around there where you can continue to do this even when you get to that point where you don't want to do this you're so used to it too it feels like if you're not connecting with people if you're not taking the time to connect with everyone online to continue to grow the band and continue to show your gratitude then it's like you're missing out on something it's like people when they you know when you're so into going to the gym working out and you miss that workout it's like you just don't feel right because you missed out on something that gives you such mental positivity you've created that in a way where it's working so that people continue to connect with the band and you continue to show your gratitude and it's paid off dividends. It's creating such a positive habit to continue to grow the band and connect with people all at the same time. 
figuring that out has been so paramount to your guys' success and is continuing to show as well as time continues on because I got to transition to this point right now, seeing all the comments and all the posts you guys had made to the point where you guys are playing the U.S. in 2023 now. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, definitely a dream come true. Really still still feels kind of weird to, to say and think about. But yeah, we're finally making our way there. So bring on September. Can't wait. So how did the whole entire thing go down where you guys ended up getting booked to play Blue Ridge Rock Fest in 2023 to come over to the U.S. for the first time? How did this whole entire thing go down? You know, it's and this first time really spoken about it properly, but like essentially we posted a status on our Facebook as we've been known to do and just ask, hey, like why don't we just ask Blue Ridge? Like we can play it. If people want to see us, I guess they'll comment and like that'll be fun. Like why not? Like what, what have we got to lose? And we did. We just literally put a post up saying, hey, Blue Ridge, like you should book us for like your next festival. Like we love what you guys are doing. And um, people were lucky, were lucky to get some comments from people saying like they'd love to see it. And we were a bit blown away like by that. And then the next thing we know, Blue Ridge commented on it saying like that sounds like people are speaking pretty loudly about this. And we were like, oh, okay. Like, oh, whatever. They're just being nice. Like whatever. That doesn't matter. Like. That's really cool of them to say that, but it's, you know, it's a pipe dream at this point still. But obviously people, like, we we were kind of wrapped up in that excitement, so we posted being like, oh, my God, they replied. And then we were like, hope they actually, like, maybe they're actually considering. And then, you know, then in that same time, some of our amazing street teamers started a petition. I think it was Lana, who's one of our great friends um, from New South Wales, started the petition. And then before we, we blinked and we blinked and it had, like, on hundreds, hundreds of signatures. There was like five, 600 people had signed and we were just like, oh my God, like this is crazy, crazy. And then, yeah, within a couple of days, Blue Ridge reached out and asked us to play. And we were just like, absolutely, we would love to. Like we haven't really thought about logistics or how, but we just knew we wanted to be there. And really that's how it went down. It was nothing crazy, no, no fancy footwork, just us asking the question. And then because Blue Ridge saw the, you know, saw what people were kind of saying about us and the belief that people had in our band that they probably hadn't really heard of before. But I found out they actually had been keeping an eye on us. So credit to them for extending their watch list to the corners of of Australia. (laughs) But yeah, we just couldn't believe it. Um, And to be a part of something like that is going to be incredible. So we can't wait. Oh, God. I mean, it was something incredible to see that post come up from Blue Ridge. All of a sudden, yeah, our new artist announced it was like 41 or 42, and it was Patient 67. It honestly would have been kind of funny if they would have waited to artist announce number 67 for you guys to be on there just because the Patient 767 would have been kind of funny. However, what this speaks to, again, is you guys just are doing things your own way. You're trying to do it however you can, and just by simply asking the question of, hey, can we play Blue Ridge? You know, why not? If you wouldn't have asked that question, you wouldn't have put it out there, you guys wouldn't be in this position. You never would have known that the festival was keeping tabs on you guys based on the the music you guys have put out and the connection, the positivity you guys have from social media to constantly connect with people and create such a positive aura around the band where anyone that knows music, especially as folks on Metalcore, knows about Patient 67 based off those interactions. And when you guys comment on that, again, because I remember seeing, you know, what bands you want to see play when Blue Ridge had posted that. And I'd always had seen, like, Patient 67, Patient 67, like, people have constantly been, you know, posting about it. It was kind of ridiculous. And I thought, 
This is going to happen just based on the fact of what I've known from Blue Ridge in the past three years, what I've seen them been able to do, and what I've seen the connection with fans. It's like when they want someone pushed, they have yeah. been getting on there, especially from the more, you know, not like not, I'm not going to say like the full on, you know, the established heavy hitters when it comes yeah, to just yeah. like the emerging bands that have been coming up because our, my friends in Kingdom Collapse, it was, that's what happened with them too, was they posted about it. People kind of been commenting, you know, what bands you want to see whenever they would post, they got tagged in it and they end up playing 2022 as well, as well. So I just seen that kind of happen when I saw you post about it. My first thought was, this is actually going to happen. Like they, if, yeah. if they, if they can logistically make it happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> and once I saw that post from them, I just thought, man, this is too damn cool. And I'm thinking about like, shit, I'm going to have to go out there again, just because you guys are playing out there. I don't want to miss out on a chance to see patient 67. You guys are going to play in the U S like, I don't want to miss out on that. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's really, really cool of you to say, Kevin. And I think, you know, we're really fortunate that we have some great, you know, great friends of the band, such as yourself, you know, in the States that, you know, and it's always been that way, really, probably for the last couple of years. It's, And we love, we love, love our Australian, you know, P67 family here. But um, in terms of like just sheer numbers, it's hard to ignore. Like the US just keep keep putting out really good energy for us. And it's, it's kind of made like a second home for us, you know. Uh, and it, it, we, we always believed that the opportunity would come along when the time is right. We didn't want to force it in the sense that like, like book something ourselves. Maybe it works. We don't really know anything about booking tours there. We don't have the we don't have the connections to like like just slot on a big tour. That's just not how it works for a band like us. But we knew that if a festival like Blue Ridge were prepared to give us a chance, we would we would make it happen. So that's what we're doing. And we're we're taking a leap of faith, but you gotta do it. You gotta take some risks in life and we're we're just incredibly excited incredibly now, excited now let me ask you this about blue ridge because of course it is a four-day festival and i know you guys will be playing on one of those days are you planning on staying for all four days especially with the connections you guys have made with people because i think you know especially if you guys are walking around there for four days and people all of a sudden see the pace 67 guys walk around it just gives you a chance to connect with so many more people in person and just yeah. again foster those connections once again also, and then you get to see as a bunch of different bands as possible, and who knows what other bands are going to be able to connect with. So, you do plan on staying for all four days? I think it's going to depend on what we do afterwards, like because obviously we have to kind of maximize our time when we're there. Like, it would be great. Like, we would love to hang. We would we would want to hang around as long as possible, but we also will need to look at just planning ahead in terms of what we do while we're in the US and how we kind of spend our time. Um, because we could only sort of be there for a limited amount of time. So we're definitely going to hang for as, for as long as we can, but yeah, we'll also kind of see where everything lines up, you know, when everything's kind of settled and we know what we're doing with the rest of our time there. So I guess watch this space, but we want to meet everyone who comes and see, sees us. We've already seen a few people. I think we're on the artist meet and greet list, which is good, but we also will just like meet everyone who comes and sees us play. Anyone who's made the trip out to see us, we want to like, you know, hang with you and say hello and, you know, just, just, really get to meet you and say thank you for everything so you know because the end of the day we wouldn't be there if it wasn't for those people um you know not just at the festival but around the world as well but yeah for those who are making the trip and we know there are some people already who are traveling uh a while not just us but people from different areas of the u.s we want to take that time to to say thank you 
you guys being in that artist meet and greet list, you might have the longest line for any artist at that festival just based on the fact of what you guys may be able to do to connect with people. And the more you guys end up talking to people between now and September, I yeah, mean, you never yeah. know what might happen because I know there's always a couple of groups out there in terms of, especially on Facebook, when it comes to connecting with people that are going to Blue Ridge. I mean, if, if you're going to be, you can put yourself in those groups and start talking about patience and seven the way you guys have been. And more and more people are going to be super psyched to see you guys to the point where, you know, they might, they might end up having to like, okay, we're going to put you on this stage. Well, there's more and more people talking about them. There's more and more people at the festival that are getting ready to go and see them. We're going to need to put them on a bigger stage because we just need to be able to hold the people that are going to be wanting to see patient 67. I mean, that's a, that'd be a, yeah, it's it's all surreal to think about. You know, it'll be our first festival and our first, uh, you know, time in the US, and yeah, it, it's it's all going to be incredible. And at the end of the day, you know, it's it's one show, but it's one it's one show that means like everything to us. And yeah, we're going to put on the best performance we can, and I'm sure we'll be nervous as all as all hell, but we're just going to have the best time. And then just like I said, being able to not just play the songs, but also be able to you know chat with people afterwards and just really sharing that experience is going to be. Something we'll never forget. Oh, I'll put it this way. I know that you guys are definitely be able to pull that off. And I know the connection from the fans is going to be there because probably about maybe a little bit over a week before we record this episode, I went to go and see a couple of bands play in a very rural area, about an hour North of where I live. There's maybe about 75 to hundred people in this whole entire venue. And I was nice. standing behind a group of people. It was a family and I looked at one of the shirts that this uh, it was like one of the one of the this, this couple's daughters were wearing, and it had a big giant cat on the back. But I'm like, where have I seen that before? And it saw it said Patient 67 across, and I just thought, oh my god! First off, wow. where did this person get this shirt? Because that's a damn cool shirt. Secondly, <laughs> the fact that someone from a very rural area, it, it just out of nowhere, I see him wearing a Patient 67 shirt. It just speaks the fact that when you guys come to the U.S., like, you've got fans all over the place here. So yeah. when you guys end up playing, you know, this Blue Ridge show, and I do also understand, you know, you guys want to maximize your time while you're here and, you know, make the most of it. So when it comes to playing other shows and trying to get something set up, I really hope you guys do for the fact that if I'm not able to make it out to Blue Ridge so that I can potentially see you guys play live. Because if you guys end up playing a couple other shows and it's somewhere anywhere close to me, there is no way in hell that I am missing that. I don't care if I have to take off of work. I don't even care if I have to say, <laughs> you know what? You know what, my full-time job, I'm gonna, I'm just going to be out for like a week. Why? Um, I just want to make sure that anything that happens on here, I get to see Patient 67 live. Hell, hell if there's if it's a day where all of a sudden, yeah, you guys are playing a, a same day as a show I really want to go see. Yeah, Patient 67, we got to go yeah. see him live. So, like, I know you guys oh, yeah, have yeah, the man. poll here with the fans, just seeing the fact that people from rural areas where I would never expect it are wearing Patient 67 gear when I go out to shows. It's 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 so happily mind-blowing no it's it's incredible you know and we're just yeah it's really cool to see and i think you know blue ridge will be the perfect way to you know like make our first show in the states something special and yeah just counting down and like we're in the process of organizing and getting our logistics organized and that sort of thing so yeah lots of lots of planning to do but you know it's all very exciting you know it's really it's um it's like planning a holiday but a very like full-on exciting crazy holiday 
Oh, absolutely. So when it comes to just the stuff that you guys are planning on doing after, because I know you guys are potentially trying to get out there and play more shows in the U.S. as well to maximize in that time. I don't want to know any of the specifics because I know you probably can't give any of the specifics, but have you guys been trying to connect with other artists as well to potentially put something together for a little run in the U.S. around the Blue Ridge time so you can maximize in that time? Or what has that process been like so far so that you guys, again, can make the most out of the time that you have here? I think it's because we have to plan so far in advance, we're already kind of vetoing that and just figuring out how things might look. Um, obviously, we'd like to play more shows um, after Blue Ridge. Blue Ridge will definitely be the first one that, that I can guarantee. Um, it's our USA, day, USA debut. So um, that will be our first show. And after that, we're just kind of seeing what it looks like. Obviously, there's lots of things to organize around it but yeah we're definitely committed to, to making something work and you know we've got some stuff in the pipeline but just kind of seeing how it evolves over the next couple of weeks and i'm sure i'm sure we'll have more to share on it in, in the future oh I'm, I'm sure you guys will especially because i've been looking at that too just waiting like okay are they also going to come in other places here because i just want to make sure i see you guys play live luckily yeah. one of the places i'm pretty sure if you guys are going to get some things going that one of the places you guys would play live would be the city of Chicago because uh, it's the third largest city in the United States. I'm like, you guys play there. There is no way in hell I'm missing that show because that's just going to be a quick hour and a half drive south. And it's like, already we're set. We're ready to go. And all of a sudden, you guys True. play. You guys get going. You know, you guys get everything going. Someone needs to start the pit for that show, right? And that's going to be this crazy guy right here. <laughs> I think it'll be – I think it'll be you, Kevin. I think that's – lock it in. But – you know, in all seriousness, like, yeah, we're, and I, the thing is we're never going to be able to make everyone, like, there's so many, the USA is so huge. Like, mm -hmm. we're, we're just simply not going to be able to visit all the places we want to visit in the time we're there. But we're going to try to, like I said, hit some places. And if people are nearby and want to come, you know, it's absolutely the opportune time. No time like the present. No, no time like the present. And even crazier enough to think about this, too, is even though that's going to be your first show in the U.S. for page 67, you kind of end up playing a little bit of a guest spot at a show at some point in 2022 when you came over to the U.S. too with the guys in Saving Vice, which when I saw that was absolutely nuts. So what was that like, especially being able to actually perform in front of a U.S. crowd just for, you know, even if it was just for one song for the first time? Yeah, it was, it was honestly incredible. And it was definitely a bucket list item for me, like not just because, you know, we've, we've had a really great relationship with Saving Vice over the last couple of years, like during the pandemic you know, our band's definitely connected over, you know, what we were kind of trying to do. And I guess they released their LP as the pandemic hit. We released our EP. You know, we both dealt with similar challenges around that, as did a lot of artists. But, you know, specifically for our bands, you know, in similar spots, you know, um, it was a great sort of friendship born out of that. And when I was in Orlando at Disney on my honeymoon, um, I, I'd, I'd scoped their tour dates and I was like, oh, my God, they're playing in Orlando when I'm there. They're going to be like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Where I was like, I can't miss seeing them like when am I going to get to see Saving Vice? Like, you know, on my pretty much, you know, within driving distance, I was like to my wife, I was like, we've got to go see these guys. Like they're going to be great. And they asked me to do Dying to Watch, you know, obviously one of their great songs. And um, we released the cross crossover collab last year. Um, and they brought me on stage to do, to do some of it. That was absolutely awesome. And they put on a great show and made, made me really excited for them because I know how hard that band's worked, but also to just get a little taste of what it would be like, you know, at a, at a local, you know, at a touring package US show. It was great. It was such a fun night. And that was one thing I was a little bit jealous about too because I'm like, why does it have to be in Orlando? I wanted to see this live too. I'm a tourist. Where else would a tourist go in America? Florida, for Disney, <laughs> and the, Universal. 
that, yeah. that, that that is true. I'm like, man, I wish it would have been, you know, could have would have been either somewhere close for that, just given the fact yeah, yeah. that a band that I've also had on the podcast multiple times was Saving Vice, connected with them as well, and seeing yeah. you play alongside that, just my God, this is this is absolutely insane. And it just again speaks to the fact of the connectivity that you guys have created within this scene that you guys would continue to go on to the point where, yeah, you, you see bands from the U S that you've connected with. You're here on your holiday. You're, you're here just having a good time on your honeymoon. And you see a band that you've connected with that you've worked with playing live. And you're like, I'm doing that. We're going there. Like you're just making absolutely. the most out of this and having a blast doing it. Cause I do remember seeing a bunch of the posts from your honeymoon as well, in terms of, you know, going to D- Disney and universal in Orlando. You also went to Disneyland in California as well. But the one I do want to ask about is, because you went to when we were young, correct? I did in the end. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen. And then it, it came together kind of at the 11th hour. So, <laughs> so because well, just as from a fan's perspective, what was it like going to a festival like that? Oh, well, the whole experience was really surreal because, I mean, we and we were just there by chance, to be honest. Like, we weren't actually going there for, for when we were young. We were just – and we, we knew that it was happening. We thought maybe if things lined up, we could go. There was another show we were meant to go see – um electric cowboy with outline and color that two actually ended up getting cancelled um so we were going to go hang with the yeah hang with the outline and color boys i was planning to do a guest spot with them as well it didn't work out because the tour got cancelled um attack attack um so we were there a little early and then we were like okay well this isn't happening and then it was actually genuinely like an experience i'll never forget because obviously the first we actually got onto the used guest list and the reason i say that is not just to be like we got on a guest list it's that's we weren't probably as invested as like I knew people who had traveled a long, long way to be there. And we ummed an art on tickets, but we decided that, you know, if, if, if we could see some that were like, you know, affordable, we, we would go. Then the first day got canceled. And I'm telling you, it was absolute mayhem on the strip. It was something like, it was like a moment in emo history, like between the sandstorm like stepping out of our hotel and like in the lobby, seeing just people in band shirts and like piercings and tattoos. It was like something out of like a Grand Theft Auto mod. Like it was fucking nuts. And then, so obviously everyone's riled up. Everyone's trying to get tickets to these shows that are being announced, you know, on the day by the bands doing side shows. They're selling out instantly. The venues aren't big enough. We tried to get tickets to the Bring Me the Horizon um, uh, side show. It sold out within seconds. It was like a 600 cap. It was it was insane, and then the festival the next day. Obviously, there was a lot of um, it's just a lot of emotion around that weekend for people. Um, but the festival itself was pretty freaking cool. It was really cool. Like everything ran smoothly. I mean, obviously there was long lines and stuff, but the band sounded great. Um, you know, it was great. It was such a great day. But leading up to it, it was just like, oh my god, this is insane. Just say in emo heaven. I was just, I, I can't believe that part of it. I mean, I did see a bunch of different posts on it as well, just people trying to figure out what to do on that day when everything got canceled due to the high winds. And of course, Crazy. you know, everyone from the outside was like, high winds, how, how like, they, you can't cancel for high winds until oh, I you had, can. I'll say, until I had oh, seen, you know, some of the videos there, I'm like, oh, that actually is really, really dangerous. There is no way that it could have happened the way that those winds were. And I like, yeah, there's just no way. Like it was, it was uh, even on my weather app. I'd never seen it. It was like I opened my phone and it was like brown. Like the weather app was like brown. And then I was like, oh, whatever. There's no way. Like let's just step outside. The, the sky was literally like brown, and the winds were like quite intense. 
So they made the right call. Yikes. But I, it also makes sense, too. It's like you guys are out there because I do remember the Electric Cowboy Tour was supposed to happen around that time. And I think they yeah. were supposed to play in Vegas either like two days or the day before the festival had started. But, yeah. of course, yeah. everything that happened with them, you know, making sure that Nico would be able to, you know, rest his voice as well. They ended up did continuing that. They actually had that tour go for like a week, especially around where I live. And unfortunately, with Outline and Color, Conquer Divide and Attack, Attack, just no Electric Cowboy, I unfortunately had to, I unfortunately missed it, which I'm like, damn, because I had Outline and Color on the podcast a week beforehand. But yeah. I had seen everything that had gone on with when we were young. And just to hear that, you know, you were able to still, you were able to be a part of that. You were able to go there and you're able to really fully just enjoy the whole entire experience of being yeah. in emo heaven for a couple of days <laughs> on your honeymoon. Just absolutely incredible. It was definitely an experience I will not forget. And we had to fly out really early the next day to go to Florida and like no sleep. It was just really like an, ex- an experience. It was, uh, and honestly, like full credit to them, like weather aside out of their control, they pulled off something really special. So credit to Live Nation for that. And I know they're doing it again in 2023 as well. Cause I looked at the lineup and it's like, okay, you know, they're putting this, still putting together a solid lineup as well. I'm like, do I want to go out for this? And I just looked at the lineup. I thought, I would because, of course, my favorite band is going to go out there. So I'm like, do I want to do this? But we'll see what happens. However, I got other important festivals I have to try and get to. Specifically, I also try and get to Blue Ridge because, well, Patient yeah. 67 is going to be there. And who knows? I could potentially see you in the middle of the picks. I know they announced Electric Callboy as well. Who knows? Yeah. Everyone could go and get hype a hype but in the pit with Tom from Patient 67. I mean, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? It sounds like it'd be a good time. I'd love to hear that song live. So, so let's do it. Oh, oh, absolutely. I got to find a way together. And along with everybody else, we all got to find ways to get out there. We all got to find ways to see Patient 67 live, given the fact that I know if you're listening to this, if you have not listened to their music, I know you have seen them online. I know you've seen them post online because there's a lot of good positive connection and a lot of fun, wacky, crazy memes out there that all revolve around rock and metal where you just don't want to miss out on it. And what I'm hoping to see from you guys is, I saw this at Blue Ridge in 2021, and if there's any band that can pull it off, it's going to be you guys. There was a band that I had worked with on the podcast called Seasons. They're right, they're from the area where Blue Ridge is is being is uh held, and their set was uh right before Wage War went on stage. So, but there's the stage was like right next to it, and what they were able to do was, you know, there's maybe about 500 people waiting for them to go on stage during their sound check. They're calling people from the way, like where Wage War is going to be. They're calling them over. They're like, we'll be done before Wage War is, 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 is goes on. Come on. Come on over. Come on over. Their, their crowd went from 500 people to 5,000 people for a 25-minute wow. set. And they went heavy. They went hard. And people were going That's nuts. Awesome. And all of a sudden, when they were done, they are like, okay, thanks for watching this, guys. Go back over there. Wage War is going on in five minutes. And everyone just migrated over. But for him, but the pay, the, like, just like the the stage presence and the ability for this band to pull people over. If there's any band that can understand that any band that knows that and can attract people, you guys done that in such a great on an online setting, like from a live setting, you guys know the positivity. You guys know how to pull that reaction. I could easily see you guys pulling a lot of people into your show, getting more people into page 67 that never have heard you guys before, or just like, no, wait, page 67. I thought that was a mean page. I gotta listen yeah. to this shit. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that's it. It's you got you, you can't miss out. Sounds like a good a good idea. I like the calling out of people to move cross stage. That works well. 
If, if you got a chance to do it, I say do it because, again, it's your first going to be your first show in the U.S., but you guys might start out with a much larger base of people as well with the fact that your connection online with everyone is so powerful and is so positive where people want to go and check this out. Plus, you know, we're it, it, we're recording this in the first month of the year. We, we still have over half a year before that happens. Knowing what you guys are able to do and the con- connection you guys are able to create online it's something where, you know, you might not even have to do that because what you're able to do might bring so many other people there. I'm going to be curious to see what happens with a bunch of these Blue Ridge groups to see, okay, what is Patient 6-7 constantly connecting with people? Like, every one of these groups, when they're going to Blue Ridge, they're going to be talking about oh, what bands you want to go see. Of course, there's going to be the list of bands everyone wants to go see. But I've got a feeling Patient 6-7 is going to constantly be on that list because you guys are going to be getting, like, tagged and stuff, and you're just going to be constantly commenting and stuff like, thank you, thank you, you know, just pulling it out, like pulling out all the positivity, all the gratitude to the point where these groups are going to want to go and see you live. They're going to, everyone that's a part of it is going to want to see what page 67 has to offer in a live setting. And then by the time you guys are done on stage, the question is going to be, why couldn't that go on longer? Hmm. I hope so. I really, really hope so. (laughs) I've got one more question for you before we wrap this up. And it revolves around the band's biggest fan. How's Tiffany doing? <laughs> That's a great question. She is doing really well. Yeah, she's, um, you know, it's hot. It's summer in Australia at the moment. So she's just trying to keep cool, you know, on the tiles and just living her best life. So, yeah, she's she's doing wonderful. Definitely missed her a lot while we were away. So it's definitely the highlight of coming home was to be able to give her a big hug. So uh, she's doing fantastic. And I'm um, hoping to get her as a guest on one of our lives soon. She sometimes wanders up here and... Um, I've closed it at the moment, but when she's around, yeah, the whole the whole live viewership have to know. So <laughs> hopefully next time. Hopefully next time. I do remember the first time we did this too. I do remember Tiffany walking in. You bringing Tiffany. She, like, yep, she wants to be part of the show. I'm just thought, oh, okay, yeah. this is great. Now I'm curious to also see what happens at Blue Ridge too, because again, you know, when it comes to the merch tent, you guys might have the most popular piece of merch if you guys bring the Tiffany shirts back out. <laughs> You know that it's interesting because like they, I think with Blue Ridge, we tell them, like, I think they actually supply for the festival. So we may, we definitely going to, if, if we get a say in it, we definitely will have at least one cat name shirt there. I think we get a couple of, I think each band, because obviously you can imagine there's like so many bands. Mm. I think each band gets like a couple of designs. So we'll definitely have to make one of them cat themed if that's the case. Oh, oh, you're going to have to because just seeing the fact that, you know, that cat, like the shirt with Tiffany on the front of it with the patience of it, like, yeah. like death metal logo, wasn't that your most popular shirt that you guys have ever produced? I, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's great. There, there, there is no denying the fact that Tiffany can sell some shirts. Oh, she's very, she's, she's a little star. She'll tell you herself. <laughs> <laughs> and if, if, if she had her way, she'd be on camera the whole entire time. Just like, just looking around, just. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt that for a second. Kevin, she loves oh. it. <laughs> oh, it'd be hysterical. Well, Tom, as we bring this podcast to its conclusion, one thing I'd like to do to close out is give my guests, which is you in this instance, a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug whatever you want to plug, promote whatever you want to promote. So Tom, the floor is yours. Thank you very much, Kevin. Um, obviously, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. Um, obviously, I like to use this as a chance to, you know, say thank you to, you know, great podcasts such as Accord Progression Pod that that Kevin runs. You know, obviously, our scene is very, um, you know, is it's built is built on community. It's built on music, but it's built behind great people who, you know, give people like me a chance to come on here and and talk about things that are happening. So, please keep supporting. 
um, chord progression and, you know, obviously a lot of great guests. There's a huge, I need, there's a back catalogue of stuff I need to go and listen to, uh, Kevin. So I'm going to be very busy doing that, which is exciting. Gives me something to, to ease some of my boredom at work. Um, <laughs> but also just, yeah, if you'd like to listen to more of us, yeah, please just search page 67 on Facebook or Twitter or, um, wherever you're on socials. Um, yeah, our album, which we're thinking's out. We hope you like it. And, yeah, come come be a part of the community with us. We'd absolutely love to have you there. We promise it's it's a good place to be. It is a good place to be. And now it's time to close the podcast with three things. So you're not going to want to miss out on page 67 on anything. When they come over to the U.S., I mean, there's. I hope there's going to be more shows than just the Blue Ridge show. We'll still see what happens. But if you get a chance to go and see them play live, please, please do. And their presence online is incredible from everything the band is doing, everything Tom is doing himself. So the best way to keep in touch with the band and be a part of this community is follow along with them on all social media, you know, stream their music, go buy some merch, go buy a, go buy a Tiffany shirt. Cause you're not going to want to miss out on having the cool Tiffany shirt for, from page yeah. seven, as well as just being a part of this community. So the best way to do is go to the description of the podcast where it says find Patient 67 online. There's going to be links and labels for everything when it comes to where you can find them, where you can follow along with them, where you can just, you know, follow, connect with them, where you can listen to wishful thinking, where you can go and get their merch. And on top of that, where you can go and get tickets to their shows when they announce more. It's on the description of the podcast for you to just click and go from there. I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the legwork. Trust me on that. All you got to do is click. I'm making it as easy as possible. Now it's time for number two. So, Tom, I remember the last time I t- brought you on, I made a promise to you that said, whenever I see you perform live for the first time, first round's on me. And that's going to continue over, man, because now I know you're coming over to the U.S. Whether it's going to be me trying to find a way to get to Blue Ridge. If you guys are playing more shows, find a way to get to one of those shows. Starting the pit up in the middle for you guys and going absolutely ape crazy. And after the end of the show, I'll be like, hey, buddy. How's it going? Remember that promise I made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's happening right now. So that promise is still standing. Might be the first two rounds out because you've been on the podcast twice. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds, All right, Tom. Like and a good time. <laughs> as we bring this podcast to conclusion, I cannot end by saying goodbye because, of course, this is your second time in the podcast. I hate saying goodbye because it's too final. And I sincerely am going to hope that you guys play more shows in the U.S. on that you know September run as well. And I'm going to make sure my ass gets to one of those. So this cannot be goodbye, my friend. No, 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 no. This is going to be, I'll see you later. Absolutely, Kevin. Can't wait to uh, to hang out. And thanks so much for having me, mate. I really, really appreciate it. Well, folks, that was my interview with Tom from the band Patient 67. And now it is time for my final thought on this episode. When it comes to Patient 67, I brought it up last time at the intro with this book called The Thank You Economy by Gary Vanderchuk. What Patient 67 has done has embodied everything that this book talks about. It talks about, you know, deploying gratitude, showing gratitude, and just constantly creating a positive reaction to people that they end up connecting with online, in person, whatever it might be. And I mean, Tom embodies every bit of this. When it comes to social media, Page 67 is the most active band I've ever seen online. And it's just the memes they post, having fun with it, creating that positive reaction, getting people in that kind of like lighthearted feel in a way. And then the music as well, the gratitude they post about constantly saying thank you. They create such a positive experience for the fans where people want to go out and see them live. People want to listen to their music. And the music is damn good too. So when you have a chance to potentially see them, they're going to post about them and try and get anything they can in terms of getting certain artists, certain bands on certain bills for certain lineups or on festivals. That's what happened with Blue Ridge and the band continued to post thank yous about that and continue to 
just create such a positive experience by posting about their gratitude is continuing to build the band up and grow the band in every single capacity. It, it's something that, you know, a lot of bands struggle with and any emerging band, any big band, any band really, any artist really can take what Pay67 has done and use it for themselves in terms of connecting with people online, the gratitude. And it is not easy because we're human. We have other things going on in the world. I should be doing as good of a job as Page 67 is, but I'm not right now, and that's on me. But when it comes to what they're able to do, when it comes to the positive habit that they've created of connecting with fans, talking with fans, and showing that gratitude, even at times when, you know, as humans, we're burnt out, we're tired, we don't want to connect that, it's something that everyone can learn from because the positive reaction they've created ever since I've known Page 67 over the past about year and a half, two years, been able to follow them, listen to their music, connect them it's been fantastic and i love every bit of it it just shows how positive a reaction people a band can have an artist can have when they connect with fans and when they go above and beyond because it's their passion and what they do you're seeing it happen with the whole blue ridge thing you're seeing it happen with the response from wishful thinking and just the notoriety that that album got based off of their their interaction with the community I mean, Tom has been posting on Reddit, on the Reddit, you know, subreddit, ah, the Metalcore subreddit. Every time Page 67 posts on there, it's full of gratitude and people want to people connect with it. And, you know, on Reddit, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, people post pot a lot, can post a lot of negative things. I've really never seen a negative comment around Page 67 anywhere. Like, it's incredible. And you're going to want to continue to follow this band. And if you're in any kind of band, any kind of, any kind of creative, any kind of business, Looking at what Patient 67 has done might be something you want to try and emulate and try and reverse engineer for yourself so that you can create that positive habit of connecting with the fans. You know who else needs to do a better job of that? Me. I'm going to be completely honest with you. And if there's any any example I need, it's Patient 67. So make sure when it comes to Patient 67, you are following along with them online, of course, because you're not going to want to miss out on the positive connection or the memes and you're not going to want to miss out on, you know, that Blue Ridge date when they're playing or what other dates might be playing right after that as well. Also, get yourself some merch as well because they're a fully independent band. And who doesn't want some merch with Tiffany on the front? I mean, come on. Those shirts are freaking awesome. So, links in the description of the podcast under Find Page 67 Online. Labels everywhere so you know exactly what you're getting into. I'm doing all the legwork for you. Go support Page 67 because you definitely should. Also, make sure you're liking and subscribing to the Core Progression Podcast, either on YouTube, Spotify, or Podcast, or anywhere you want to go. Be sure to follow us on social media because you can find out what other artists we have coming on the podcast. You can join our Wednesday live streams on Instagram where we just talk about whatever. And you can connect with us, talk, ask us questions, tell us who you want to see on the podcast. You can, you know, subscribe to all those other platforms as well because we post a lot of different content, little bite-sized clips from the podcast so you can get a fuller idea and connect with the community about everything around these emerging bands, these big bands, your favorite bands, the heavy hitters, whatever it might be. Thank you once again to our sponsor, Phoenix Fitness. And remember 20% off using the code CPP20 at fitnessfit.com to get Mosh Pit Fit. Thank you, Phoenix Fitness. Thank you once again, Mr. Tom Kiley. You are incredible. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for taking the time. And once again, thank you for just being who you are because it's created such a positive thing for the for the for the world and a positive thing for the metalcore, metal, rock and metal fandom. I mean, it's it's been incredible. So thank you. Cannot wait to see you in September. On that note, that's gonna be it for me, guys. Thank you for watching listening to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I am every single 
followers of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah!